0: Hello, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Today is the 18th of October, day 291 out of the year, and we are reading from Acts chapter 8, verse 1 to 25. Let's begin with a reading from the Bible. Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. Persecution scatters the believers. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. Philip preaches in Samaria. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralysed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years, amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the Great One, the power of God. They listened closely to him because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptised. Then Simon himself believed and was baptised. He began following Philip wherever he went, and he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip performed. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard about the people of Samaria, had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given when the apostles laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, may your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this, for your heart is not right with God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts, for I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and are held captive by sin. Pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things you've said won't happen to me. After testifying and preaching the word of the Lord in Samaria, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem and they stopped in many Samaritan villages along the way to preach the good news. This is the word of the Lord. Here ends the first reading. Now let's turn to the New Living Translation. Persecution pushed the Christians before Jeru- beyond Jerusalem and into Judea and Samaria, thus fulfilling the second part of Jesus' command. The persecution helped spread the good news. God would bring great results from the believers' suffering. Persecution forced the believers out of their homes in Jerusalem, and along with them went the good news. Sometimes we have to become uncomfortable before we'll move. We may not want to experience it, but discomfort may be best for us because God may be working through our hurts. When you are tempted to complain about uncomfortable or painful circumstances, stop and ask if God might be preparing you for a special task. This is not the Apostle Philip, but a Greek-speaking Jew, full of the spirit and wisdom, who was one of the seven men chosen to help with the food distribution program in the church. Israel had been divided into three main regions, Galilee in the north, Samaria in the middle, and Judea in the south. The city of Samaria in the region of Samaria had been the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel in the days of the divided kingdom before it was conquered by Assyria. During that war, the Assyrian king had taken many captives, leaving only the poorest people in the land and resettling it with foreigners. These foreigners had intermarried with the Jews who were left, and the mixed race became known as Samaritans. The Samaritans were considered half-breeds by the pure Jews in the southern kingdom of Judah, and the two groups hated each other intensely. But Jesus himself went into Samaria, and he commanded his followers to spread the good news there. Jesus encountered and drove out many evil spirits during his ministry on earth. Evil spirits or demons are ruled by Satan. Most scholars believe that demons are fallen angels who joined Satan in his rebellion against God. They can cause a person to be mute, deaf, blind or insane and also tempt people to sin. Although they can be powerful, they are not able to read our minds and cannot be everywhere at once. Demons are real and active, but Jesus has given authority over them to his followers. Although Satan is allowed to work in our world, God is in complete control. He can drive demons out and end their destructive work in people's lives. Eventually, Satan and his demons will be thrown into the lake of fire, forever ending their evil work in the world. In the days of the early church, sorcerers and magicians were numerous and influential. They worked wonders, performed healings and exorcisms and practiced astrology. Their wonders may simply have been magic tricks or the sorcerers may have been empowered by Satan. Simon had gone so many wonders. Simon had done so many wonders that some even thought that he was the Messiah, but his powers did not come from God. Peter and John went were sent to Samaria to find out whether or not the Samaritans were truly becoming believers. The Jewish Christians, even the Apostles, were still unsure whether Gentiles, non-Jews and half-Jews could receive the Holy Spirit. It wasn't until Peter's experience with Cornelius that the Apostles became fully convinced that the Holy Spirit was for all people. John had asked Jesus if they should call fire down from heaven to burn up a Samaritan village that refused to welcome them. Here he and Peter went to the Samaritans to pray with them. This was a crucial moment for the spread of the good news and for the growth of the church. Peter and John had to go to Samaria to help keep this new group of believers from becoming separated from other believers. When Peter and John saw the Lord working in these people, they were assured that the Holy Spirit worked through all believers, Gentiles and mixed races, as well as pure Jews. Many scholars believe that God chose to give this dramatic filling of his spirit as a sign at this special moment in history. The spread of the good news into Samaria, through the powerful, effective preaching of believers, normally the Holy Spirit enters a person's life at conversion. This was a special event. The pouring out of the spirit would happen again and Cornelius and his family, a sign that the uncircumcised Gentiles could receive the good news. Everything has a price, seems to be true in our world of bribes, wealth and materialism. Simon thought he could buy the Holy Spirit's power, but Peter harshly rebuked him. Why? The only way to receive God's power is to do what Peter told Simon to do. Repent and ask God for forgiveness and be filled with his spirit. No amount of money can buy salvation, forgiveness of sin or God's power. These are only gained by repentance and the belief in Christ as saviour. In addition, Simon apparently wanted that ability for selfish reasons, to have power, to make money or to gain prestige. God doesn't give us abilities to enhance our own lives. He grants us gifts so that we may bring him glory by building up others. When you find yourself wishing for an ability that would put you into the limelight or somehow enrich you personally, check your motives. Instead of sitting around wishing for talents you don't have, spend your time serving God and others with the gifts you do possess. The last time a parent or friend rebuked you, were you hurt, angry or defensive? Learn a lesson from Simon and his reaction to what Peter told him. He exclaimed, pray to the Lord for me. If you are rebuked for a serious mistake, it is for your good. Admit your error, repent quickly and ask for prayer. Here ends the second reading. Let us pray. Lord, this day we praise you. We praise you for the glory that you are, for all that you have done, for all that you have revealed to your diligent, persistent and patient followers. Lord, this day help us to receive the Holy Spirit in thought, word and deed. Help us to serve others and live our life in a way that glorifies your name. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.